we're going to read in Matthew 28, 1 to 10. Matthew 28, 1 to 10. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he had said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Christ is risen. You today... Um, are entitled to use that little bip that you were using. Um, Micah, that was you? Can you do it again? Christ is risen. Can you do it together with your sister? Do you have one? Who else have those ones? You have. Uh, Abby, do you have? I know that you are uh, back there. You have one? Okay, are you ready? I will say Christ is risen, and then you are going to say amen with your little, how do you call those? Noisemakers. Noise <laughs> well, that's an easy name. Okay, one, two, three. Christ is risen. Yay, he is risen indeed. We are going... And now we are going to put it in our pockets. <laughs> Let's try to put it now in our pockets. And we are going to, yes, we are going to pray. Heavenly Father, this is your word. And you gave it, you gave it for our edification. You gave it for our correction. And you gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it so we can understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. But your spirit, Lord, we ask you to open our eyes, the eyes of our understanding, our ears, our spiritual ears, and our hearts to receive your word, Lord, and to put it into practice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every, every Sunday I say, the, I, 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 said, I say the same, 
but it's true. For me, it is a big, big privilege to be here and to share with all of you the Word of God. This is a very special, this is a very special Sunday. And um, C.S. Lewis, in his famous book, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Susan and Lucy mourn the death of the great lion, King Aslan. How many of you have read the, 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 the books of C.S. Lewis? I love those books. So these, Susan and Lucy, are mourning over the body of Aslan, if you remember that part of the book, who was sacrificed. He sacrificed his life for the kingdom of Narnia. The narrator describes the somber tone as the two weep over their lost leader. And the narrator says, I hope no one who, read these, who reads this book has been quite as miserable as Susan and Lucy were that night. But if you have been, if you have been up all night and cried till you have no more tears left in you, you will know that there comes in the end a sort of quietness. But at last, Lucy noticed two other things. One was that the sky on the east side of the hill was a little less dark than it had been an hour ago. And the other was some movement going on in the grass at her feet. And this is what is happening today in today's scripture. The faith of the disciples for three days has been shaken. For three days, the disciples were having a hard time believing what Jesus had been telling them about him and the resurrection. Just the fact that in today's scripture, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were on their way to the tomb. That indicates that they did not believe what Jesus had said about him being raised from the dead. They were here like Susan and like Lucy, mourning over the death of their great lion. But something Something was on the move. Even when they knew about the resurrection, they forgot about that. But something was on the move. God had prepared something special for this woman and Jesus' disciples. God had prepared a special event to strengthen his disciples' faith and our faith as well. So if we go to the chapter 28 and we read the first four verses, we are going to see what is the surprise that God had prepared for this woman and for all his disciples and for us as well. 
And the first thing that we are going to see in those four verses is God's power, God's power in the resurrection. So let's read the first four verses. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, who we have it here in front, and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the, say, the, the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. It was early Sunday morning when the two of the Marys made their way to the tomb. According to Mark's gospel, they were on their way with some spices to anoint Jesus. And at the same time, according to the gospel of Mark, they were talking among each other how they would move the gravestone. So Mary Magdalene, yes, Mary, how we are going to do to move the stone? And that was the conversation because they were going to visit Jesus at the tomb. And honestly, these women show more courage and commitment than the inner circles, uh, circle of Jesus. But these women did not believed in the resurrection. Jesus told them that he would be raised from the dead on the third day many times. If you go, I, we are not going to read all these passages, but if you go to Matthew 16, verse 21, there is written there that Jesus was going to die and raise again. Matthew chapter 17, verse 9, says that Jesus was going to die and was going to be raised from the dead. And then Matthew 17, verse 22 and 23, again, is there three times. And I want you to read with me Matthew chapter 20. So imagine Matthew 16, Matthew 17, and then in Matthew 20, verse 18, and verse 18 and 19 C says, See, we are going. This is Jesus speaking to, speaking to his disciples, and Jesus was telling them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over the shift priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and what? Crucified. But the last sentence says, and he will be raised on the third day. Jesus told him about, about the resurrection. They have heard from Jesus' lips 
just like the disciples had, that he will be raised again from the dead on the third day, but de they didn't believe Jesus. In fact, Matthew's account says in chapter 28 that the Sanhedrin means the scribes and the priests, they give more credit to Jesus' prediction about the resurrection that, than his own disciples. Look what Matthew 28, verse 63 and 64 says. These are the priests and the scribes, and they came to Pilate and, says, and said to him, Sir, we remember how that impostor said while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. So do you notice that the scribes and the priests, the ones who crucify him, they believe more about the resurrection than his disciples? But there is coming the surprise that God prepared for the arrival of this woman. Look how God showed his power to strengthen the faith of these women, his disciples, and our faith as well. First, we notice there the earthquake. And in the Old Testament, the, earth, the earthquake was connected with the manifestation of the presence of God. Do you remember when God was present in Mount Sinai? says that that mount was trembling, shaking, and was like an earthquake. And the people were saying, this is God's presence. We don't want to go to that mount because God is there. So it's connected with the manifestation of the glory and the presence of God. But as well, the earthquake in the Old Testament represented when God was sending judgment to the, uh, the enemies of the people of Israel. When they were in battle, Joshua sometimes was praying to God and God sent earthquakes. And the people were confused and then the Israelites won the battle. So his enemies were confused. And in this occasion, the earthquake brings fear on the enemies of Jesus but brings, brings comfort to those who are looking for Jesus. But the second thing in this story is the angel. The angel was a messenger, and his mere presence terrified the guards. There is a body language on display here. It's almost a very... 
funny to hear that the angel is sitting on the stone while the guards are scared on the floor. It's like the angel is telling them, what? You have any problem? Do you want to move the stone? It's like the angel was mocking them. And that is if you go to Psalm 2, you will read that God will laugh from heaven when people think that he, they can defeat God. The message was clear. God is now the conqueror of death and Jesus' enemies. Nobody can stand before him. But third, the stone is completely removed from the tomb and lying on its side. And I want to explain you something here. This stone was not rolled aside, was not put aside so that the reason Jesus may get out of the tomb. Because Matthew here implies that Jesus had already risen from the dead. But the moving the stone, the rolling away was to let the woman see that the body of Jesus was no longer in the tomb. Jesus doesn't need to move the tomb to get out of the tomb. But God loves so much this woman, his disciples, and all of us that he was moving this stone so then this woman, his disciples, and us as well and we as well can see, can go in of the tomb and verify that Jesus was not there anymore. Do you see what God is doing right here? He is presenting all the groundwork for our sure confidence in the resurrection. So then you can have no doubt about Jesus' resurrection. The passage here is not explaining how God raised, raised his son from the dead. The Bible call it a mystery. We don't know what happened with the resurrection of Jesus. We don't know how to explain that he has a physical body and he can move and go wherever he pleases. To appear to one disciple and to another disciple. But the purpose of this passage, of this scripture here, is not to tell you details about how his body was transformed or how God raised him from the dead, but he's to point to you the evidence so then you can believe in the resurrection. But next... 
God is describing the appearance of this messenger. The angel is like a flash of lightning and his clothes like white snow. It is a messenger, but this angel looks like a warrior, looks like a guardian. The last time that we remember a guardian angel is at the entrance of the Garden of Eden. Do you remember? He has a flaming sword turning every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That is the last time that we see an angel guarding something. But this angel here was there as well at the entrance, but he did not deny the admission to those who believe in the crucified Jesus Christ. What a beautiful eh? comparison, eh? One was denying the entrance, and this time this angel was telling those who were looking for the crucified one, please, come in. You want to see? He is not there anymore. And finally, when these women came, they find a group of soldiers on the floor shaking with fear. What a contrast three days before, eh? When these soldiers were mocking Jesus, were torturing Jesus, and Jesus was there silent as a silent lamb of God. He didn't open his mouth. But now, what a difference. When these women were passing by them, it's like, a, oh, I guess they are not going to stop us. They were like dead. When they crucified Jesus, he was the dead man there. But now they were like dead on the floor to see the display of God's power on the resurrection. But the second thing that we want to see here very quickly is God's message on the resurrection. And we see this in verses 5 to 7. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. Why you don't need to be afraid? And they give it a reason. I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. And he said, come, see the place where they lay, where he lay, I'm sorry. Then go, I'm sorry, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, 
I have told you. It's evident that this was a messenger, right? At the end, he says, I deliver my message. See, I have told you. Here the angel speaks and gives a word of comfort before he makes an important announcement. The angel told them, don't be afraid. It's like, it's like the angel is telling these two Marys, okay, look at me. Look at me. Don't be afraid. Don't look these guys on the floor like dead. Look at me. Come, come. I have a message for you. You are looking for the restu- you are looking for the crucified. Come. Look and see what is here and I have a message for you. The angel speak freely and the angel comfort these godly broken-hearted, brave, and caring female disciples of Jesus. Now remember that the angel is just a messenger. He just came to prepare the evidence first and then to deliver the message to this woman. And he does it in the clear, logical, and simple possible way. Look how he does it. He first declares the fact. He is not here. And then he proves the fact. He invites the woman to see where Jesus, Jesus' body had lain. And again, that was the reason why the angel removed the stone from the entrance. Not so Jesus could leave, but that his followers could enter and see inside the empty grave. And then the angels gives the reason why Jesus' body is not there. And he says, he has risen. And he concludes that, that phrase, as he said. Do you remember how many times we saw in the Gospel of Matthew that Jesus was telling his disciples that he was going to die, but he was going to be raised from the dead? Almost four or five times, Jesus is saying. So the angel is reminding them, Jesus told you that this was going to happen as he said. The reason is that he has risen as he told you. Come and see the place where he lay. It is pretty logical. It is clear and a straightforward line of thought. If he is not here, it's because he has risen. And you can go and verify that he's not there. Everyone can follow the conversation and be able to repeat it. And then the second part of the message is, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. He's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. What is God doing in this, in this part of the message? Again, 
God is strengthening the faith of his people through his word. And I want you to notice something in this passage. God just doesn't do miracle signs at the resurrection of Christ. He gives an explanation on what was happening in a word of revelation from the angel. Every time that God is preparing a plan, he first delivers the message. You remember when Noah was going to, to build the ark. God first sent the message. Then he executed what he was telling in the message. And then he goes back and repeats again, I did this because of this and this and this. You remember that? When God was going to deliver the people of Israel from Egypt, he first sent the message. Then he executed what he was telling in the message. And then he confirms that he was the one who brought all the destruction to the enemies of the people of Israel. The same is happening here. God is sending a messenger telling them, I send you my word. Jesus told you what was going to happen. As he said, and I am confirming that what he was telling you that was going to be happening, happened. The word of God, the word of God, the message of the resurrection is to be preached and believed through faith. The resurrection, my dear brothers and sisters, is a, 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 a message, is a message of the word that we have been presented through the word of God. Those who look at the crucified are the ones who can find the risen one. Those who look at the crucified are the ones who can find the risen one. Not the other way around. If we try to understand the resurrection but we don't want to accept that Jesus died on the cross is going to be pretty difficult. The first part is to believe in the, in the crucified, to believe in the, in, the, in the cross, and then we are able to have access to the tomb. First is the cross. If you want to see evidence in the message of the resurrection, first you need to hear the message of the cross. And that leads us to the final point. Verse 8 and to 10 says, So they departed quickly from the tomb, with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet 
and worship him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. These women respond to the angel's message, and they were running. They were running with all their strength. The, 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 the passage doesn't say that they were walking, you know, taking their time. No, they were running to deliver the message. And Christ appeared to this woman. Do you see the progression? The resurrection is a process. First is the message of the cross. Then the resurrection. And then you can find the resurrected. He is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> Notice that God gracious visits usually happen to those who are in the way of duty. I used to hear my pastor telling me, God doesn't visit those who are lazy. God visits those who are busy. And the same happened with this woman. They were on duty and they found Jesus. Jesus is the one who appeared to them. This was an unexpected, this was an unexpected meeting. They were, not, they were not expecting for more that day. With the angel, they were pretty, pretty clear of the message. With the angel, they were pretty, pretty happy of that encounter. They were running. But then is when Jesus appeared to this woman. In the middle of their busyness, Jesus was the one who appeared to them. The first thing is they worship them. They worship him. They throw themselves at the feet of Jesus and they worship him. They recognize he is the risen one. They revere and they honor Jesus. They show love and affection for Jesus. They embrace the assurance of their message. Jesus is risen from the dead. And Jesus told them, don't be afraid. You see the difference in the first time the angel saying, don't be afraid, is because they were afraid of what was happening to these men. But now Jesus was telling them, don't be afraid from now on. I am here with you. 
don't worry. So God's power in the resurrection, God's message on the resurrection, God's news on the resurrection is to help us to strengthen our faith. Because, as the Bible says, without faith is impossible to please God. And those who come to God, it's necessary that they come with faith. You see the connection? As Jesus, as God was strengthening, strengthening the faith of this woman and his disciples, he wants to strengthen our faith as well. He is risen. Christ is risen from the dead. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, that you prepare all these special gift for this woman to help them, Lord, in their unbelief. And to help your disciples as well. And we pray, Lord, that as we read and meditate on this scripture, you will help our faith as well. We will celebrate, Lord, that you are the resurrected one, that you are not dead anymore, and that you are alive, and that is why we can say, I will not be afraid, because Jesus is alive. The crucified is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up and then let's sing and celebrate with this last song that Cara has prepared for, for this morning to close in this service. All right. Amen. Amen.